What is up, guys, and welcome back to a new episode of the Irish Titans podcast. Myself, Owen, here, and I'm joined by Sean. How are you, Sean? How's it going, guys? Not doing too bad. Um, I guess we better um just first of all say that obviously we've been missing for two or three weeks with the podcast. We've been both very busy. I feel like we say that a lot, but it is just a fact. Um, we've been both very, very, very busy, and uh, we haven't gotten around, obviously, of talking about uh, and obviously sending our condolences in you know, a true voice and not just off Twitter of um, the very sad passing of uh, Matt Neely, um, which we were very, very taken back by. And um, obviously an absolutely fantastic fan of the Tennessee Titans and um, the face of Titans Twitter um, and the face of Titans uh, social media in general with all his memes on Reddit. And uh, it was just an absolutely tragic passing. And uh, definitely our condolences go out to him and his family and to uh, his girlfriend Chelsea and all that um, and yeah I don't think we can say much more about it Sean you had the the privilege I guess uh, of, of speaking to him about two years ago maybe a year ago on a podcast Um, I wasn't around so um, I guess you know you you were quite sad about it too obviously yeah I am um, I featured as as a as, as a representative of the Irish Titans on the uh, RPO podcast um, about a year and a half ago I think it was uh, I got to speak with Matt, um, joke with him about uh, Derek Henry, about the whole tractor situation. Um, one of our, my best moments um, as part of the Irish Titans was was speaking with Matt and uh, all the rest of the RPO crew that day. So um, I suppose I actually I actually was in disbelief when when I read that um, he had passed away. Um, I think I think it was I'm not sure what day it was, but I'm sure I was in college, just waking up for college and. Um, I saw it. I actually texted you straight away saying like this 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 can't be real. Like this yeah. this has to be has to be um some sort of sick joke. But uh, unfortunately it wasn't. Um yeah, and so I suppose I just echo what Owen said. Condolences to, to Matt, um Chelsea and the rest of his, his close family. And uh, I suppose there's a big hole left in the Titans community now. Um I'm not sure anyone's able to fill that hole. I don't think anyone ever will be able to fill that hole i don't i don't think the titans community will ever recover um from this loss um such was matt's um ability to to make people laugh to 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 bring people together in times when the titans aren't exactly doing the best i know um for the rest of the season he'll be looking down and i know the the team will hopefully use his memory um as a way of pushing forward uh, this season and hopefully improving on their current performances. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I mean, uh, as we saw, Taylor Luan showed his support, and there was a couple of videos went up on social media of them, you know, um, uh, you know, saying uh, this is for Neely before the game and stuff. And I thought that was very, very sweet, and it's well deserved. And um, just to touch on the kind of subject, it's it's kind of, I mean, it has nothing to do with each other, but I, I feel like the it puts such a downer on Titans Twitter. As far as I believe he passed away on the 12th of October, the day before my birthday. Um, I think it was the day before the Denver game. It might have been two days before. I can't, I'm not entirely sure, but um, I, that's just because I, I don't have the information on me and I, my memory is like a sieve. Um, but obviously, just moving on from that, and um, well, we'll never move on from it, but we're just moving on to, with the conversation a small bit is obviously um those kind of few days were an absolute terrible terrible uh, um it was terrible news for the titans community um and things 
uh, you know, it got worse. And, and I don't know how to say this without sounding disrespectful. I just mean things have been get kind of going downhill since. Um, and obviously two or three days later, um, we come uh, with the uh, benching of Marcus Mariota in the game against the Denver Broncos on the 13th of October. Um, I know we voiced our opinion a lot on Twitter. Um, what our opinions of Marcus Mariota are um, and what our opinions of the team is. Um, so I just want to get your opinion, Sean, on what you think of... Uh, of the benching of Mariota and how Tannehill performed on the day against the Broncos starting off. Of course, we need to discuss his next two performances afterwards, but let's just start with the Broncos where he threw for 13 and 60, uh, 13 out of 16 attempts for 144 yards and one interception. I suppose before we um, start talking about the, the benching um, and actual like his performance, um, I think it's worth mentioning that, a lot of people seem to be quite confused or aggressive towards our uh, reaction to the Mariota benching. Um, we've gotten a lot of nasty comments. Um, we've also gotten a lot of supportive comments, but a lot of nasty comments from people that I was quite surprised at, honestly. Um, we don't usually pick on people on Twitter that we know and that have sp- supported us uh, for so long. Um Usually we pick apart people that don't follow us and decide to make a comment. But that's another story. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was quite surprised by how some people reacted to our um our comments about Mariota. Uh, a lot of people know that we are diehard Mariota supporters. We think he's a fantastic person. We think that he is an amazing football player. But unfortunately, and people seem to be quite in denial about this. But the Titans organization have a whole, as a whole have destroyed Marcus Mariota through a combination of play calling, coaching changes, an offensive line that basically doesn't really exist anymore. It's not there. It doesn't it doesn't have any impact. Yeah. I mean, just just a few days ago on the trade deadline, there was comments about Marcus Mariota possibly being injured from the preseason. And I was actually I, I wouldn't have been surprised because for the last three years, I'd say. Marcus Mariota has been destroyed both physically and based on the play calls and all the coaching changes, he's been destroyed mentally. And a lot of people seem to be blaming him for this. A lot of people seem to be taking the side of of the Titans organization. I know we have great contacts with the Titans. We know Nate Bain. We know um, we've spoken to Amy Adams in person. Um, But we're not going to hide behind this whole protective bubble that seems to exist at the moment. Yeah, we're exactly. going to say it out loud that the Titans organization is completely at fault. And I'm talking about John Robinson. I'm talking about Mike Brable. I'm talking about Mike Malarkey. I'm talking about Terry Rubisky. I know we love Terry Rubisky, but we have to say this. I'm talking about Matt LeFleur. I'm talking about the front office. Everybody, they're at fault for what has happened here. They have ruined a franchise quarterback. They have completely ruined the franchise quarterback. And the fact that some people seem to say that we should be drafting a quarterback first round next year, like it's absolutely insane. I've never like it's it it doesn't it doesn't even register in my brain how people could think that we can just do this all over again and it's gonna work out. Sean, can I just interrupt quickly because I think what you said there is fantastic and, and it's something that 
something that needs to be said over and over again. There is this toxicity on Twitter at the moment, and it's you either are with Mariota or you're against Mariota. You're either for the Titans or you... Nobody can be for Mariota and for the Titans at the moment, which I think is bullshit. What you said is exactly true. What you said is exactly true. He has been ruined by a franchise. We support a lot of sports. We've said this over and over and over again. We are Tennessee Titans fans. However, I have absolutely... I am in my right, and I I will continue to say it. I don't care if we lose all our followers, and I genuinely mean that. I respect everybody that follows us. It's only Twitter at the end of the day, but I don't care if I lose followers because of it. Mariota has been treated like shit. And what what I need to ask these people, what I need to ask these people who say Mariota is trash, and he's what what if what if in the games before the Broncos, what if uh, Cairo Santos made those kicks? What if, what if, because I know against, uh, was it against the, was it the Bills he missed all those games, wasn't it yeah, the Bills? So, yeah, yeah. The Bills, yeah. yeah. The, the Bills, he missed those, uh, what is it, he missed four field goals. He got, or, like, or maybe, like, yeah, he missed four, or maybe two of those were after uh, uh, PATs. I can't really remember, but he was zero for four in that game. We lost seven, uh, we lost 14-7 to the Bills. We, we should have won that with the kicking. He missed two kicks under 36 yards or something along those lines. If we had won against the Bills, we would, you know, we would be in a better position. If we had won against the Broncos, we would have been in a better position. Yes, Mariota came out against the Broncos and he put up some terrible stats. He threw two interceptions. I'm devastated that he's been treated like this. And I'm devastated that we might never see him again playing a Titans fi- uh, a, a uniform on the, p- on the field um, unless Tannehill gets injured or something. I'm, I'm really worried about that. And it's, it's not about supporting the man and over the team. It has nothing to do with that. It is that the team has ruined him, just like you said. And that is the hardest thing to deal with. I couldn't give a shit of all these diehard Titans fans that have come from the Oilers and all these people that have been around for years. Mariota was the first quarterback that we finally had as a team that people believed in. And because of a few mistakes and a few and, 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 and a massive a few mistakes from him and massive mistakes from the organization, we know 99% of the uh, as in we, we now have lost him. Um and uh, and and that's really 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 hard to accept um and it isn't about boohoo mariota's gone or let's go follow him to another team no one's going to do that but it's a sports team and to know that the team that we support has treated a possible franchise player the way he's been treated has just been despicable yeah i'm i'm just a little bit confused about this whole bubble that exists um around the organization at the moment i mean people are picking on on variable, fair enough for stupid decisions, but the way John Robinson um is treated like some sort of angel is I think ridiculous. Um never mind his draft picks, like ignore the draft picks. Like they were good, let's 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 admit that, like most of them, not all of them. We can agree yeah. to disagree on that. Um but like he's been I suppose the mastermind of all what that's been happening in the past three years or four years. I can't remember how long he's been here. I think he's the year after Mariota came, he arrived. Yeah. But like everything that has happened with Mariota has happened under his watch. Everything that has like transpired in terms of benchings, in terms of injuries, in terms of the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line this year, like that's a disgrace. 
there's no other way about it. it the way that that offensive line has been, I mean, like we let go Corey Levin, who we drafted as a center, yeah. and tomorrow we'll have Jamil Douglas starting at center for us. I mean, Jamil. And, you know, du- just to, just to talk about, like, I, sorry to interrupt you, but, you know, this is something I really wanted to make, I think ties in with the whole situation too, is I love Taylor Luan, don't get me wrong, I think he's a fantastic guy and he's hilarious and, and he does some great things for social media and obviously he was a friend of Matt Neely's and he's done some fantastic tributes to him and he's very likeable, very likeable, but he's the highest paid offensive lineman in, in American football, in, in football, um, and the way he's playing at the moment, no one's crew. Barely anybody is saying bad things about him. I don't believe in bad mouthing anybody. I th- I know sometimes we get out of and we said we were going to tone it down. We've you know the name calling and stuff is unacceptable at the moment to anybody. We've called people names, and it's not cool. You know, I don't think it's cool anymore with the kind of situation that we're in. But no one's calling Luan out. You know, it's just like I, and that's what the crucifying of Mariota is absolutely disgusting because, man, there's so much bad players on that team at the moment. No, and Saffold. John Robinson signed Saffold to a massive deal. Like, like this guy was supposed to be the best guard in the, in the NFL, and Robinson signed him. And he's been absolute dog shit since. Yeah. Dog yeah. shit. Nobody's yeah. talking about that. Nobody's talking about how Jack Conklin hasn't had a good game there in about four years since he starts his, his rookie season. Yeah. Yeah. And again, let's just let's just touch on this. Actually, Jack Conklin's father was in contact the other day on Twitter. And I just want to make it clear to everybody. Nobody is bad mouthing anybody's personality or the way they are. They're probably this isn't a personal. It's just about the amount of money that these guys get paid to play football and the way that they are performing. And that one player in particular has been thrown under the bus because of all of this. And then Ryan Tannehill comes along and look, Tannehill looks like, again, a very nice guy. He's a super cool guy. I liked Tannehill before he ever played for the Titans, actually. I I, I like oh, the guy a lot. fantastic with the Dolphins as a character. Yeah. Like, what a, what yeah, a guy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's come along and he's he's played some good games, you know, as in it's like the, he's taken control of a situation and what's he supposed to do? I don't understand the Tannehill hate either because he's he's there to do a job. He's a backup quarterback and it's not his decision to go in there and he has to lead the team now and he's doing a good job. I mean, he's not the answer and he will never be the answer for the Titans. There's people that have been tweeting us saying he is the answer. Of course, of course, and that's going to make us angry because he's not the answer, and he's made some good de- decisions, and he's in a better place mentally than Marcus Mariota at the moment. Hence, why he's making these, you know, better plays and getting the ball downfield, and you know, he's connecting better with Corey Davis and AJ Brown. Now, I wouldn't say he's connecting better with AJ Brown. I felt like Mariota and AJ Brown had a better chemistry than than Tannehill has had with him, but we've seen some sparks from Tannehill. Um, would I like to see Mariota be given another chance? Of course, I would. Because I think he needed his head cleared. Um, and, and I'd love to see him come in again. However, I don't see it happening. And I think if it does happen, I don't think the fans are going to be happy. Which makes me a bit sad. Because as I said, and as you said, we're not we're not just Mariota fanboys. Far from it. I, I have my problems with Mariota. Mariota He's made some big like shit this year. Exactly. <laughs> and there's no and there's no point there's no point lying about that. However, do I think it's his fault fully, 100%? Absolutely that he's not. It couldn't be. It just couldn't be his fault. He, he's, he's suffered. He's a shell of a human at the moment. I, I, I know a lot of... Uh, my wife's father is a psychologist. Um, we've talked before about discussed, you know, like I, 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 something I really enjoy 
doing because I'm into true crime and all that kind of stuff is is I'm very into you know um uh, reading people you know like and and looking at looking at kind of true through the face of somebody and looking deeper into their mind you know I know it sounds ridiculous but I tend to be do that a lot in my gen in, in my day-to-day -day life and and something with Mariota and he's very very he's been very quiet his whole career he doesn't say much you know he don't, he never did but the last couple of interviews with him and this was before the benching the man is a shell he you actually he, said it in the, i think it was in pre-season you actually said it to me when he was interviewing he you said there's there's something not right here no there there was i i noticed it straight up straight up the bat and i'm far from a psychologist i'm i i just i enjoy psychology and i it's something that interests me a lot and I, and and the bit of information i have and into reading people and stuff like that i know something isn't right with mariota be it an injury be it uh, you know a mental health problem or be it something I think we need to look deeper into that situation instead of all these people on Facebook just going, no, he's just shit. He's always been shit. And that's what makes me angry because from my little bit of knowledge of psychology and stuff, I can, I can clear as they say right here live on the Irish Titans podcast. I truly believe that the man is going through some sort of mental health issue or some injury that has really, really possibly, you know, taken a taken a real big effect on his career, and I don't believe it's just some. Well, look at the Mariota. That, I'm sorry, I'm going on, but I just want to, you know, look at the Mariota that played against the Jaguars when Malarkey was in charge. You know, and the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, he was stiff arming people. He was making blocks for everyone. He was playing with lots of confidence. And since Mike Vrabel has come along, his confidence and his his everything he lost everything and i i can't even watch an interview with him anymore because if i was watching an interview with just somebody on the news some random person and i heard them speaking like mariota i would completely like i would genuinely turn around straight away and say that person is depressed or is going through some sort of mental health issue and that that's honestly what i felt like mariota has been going through the last six months or so and I absolutely guarantee there'll be people responding to this podcast saying we're we're fanboying, and that we're uh, licking his ass or whatever. Yeah. That's what people yeah. say. Yeah. Bull, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, we have no issue saying that Mariota has been absolute catch it this year. Yeah, he's been shocking. His performances have not been good enough. Is that entirely his fault? No, no. In no, the story, some of it is his fault, but. Oh, it's his, his decision-making and stuff yeah, has been yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, and, and, but, and, that's but a, that's a byproduct of other things. It definitely is. There's something not right there. Because I've seen the drive that comes out underneath Mariota's ass when he's played in games. And I've seen, we all discussed it against that game against the Jaguars where he took Barry Church's soul. Barry Church hasn't gotten a game since. Like, he's been, you know, he probably has. But Like, this is the guy that was literally, like, we we were saying at one stage that he needs to, he needs to calm down a little bit, like... Yeah, he was throwing himself everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, and now he couldn't get himself out of the pocket. Uh, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't finding space, which is the offensive line's job. And all right, it's it's hard to explain. Tannehill is playing. You know, Tannehill the the offensive line have looked a bit better in front of Tannehill. Um, I don't know the logistics and the tactics of of, of football enough to to be able to dissect that. There's people on Twitter can do that themselves. Um, but all I will say is that. 
I think the reason we're talking about this quite a bit and the reason that we're discussing this quite a bit is we hope that a few other extra people listen to the podcast this week so that you realize, because we've been called everything the last week or two weeks on Twitter, me and Sean talked to each other through over the game the other night. And what did you say to me, Sean? You said you don't even want to be involved on Twitter anymore. You I said actually, something along yeah, those lines. I actually, yeah, I just said, you know what, if this continues, I don't think we can actually continue... Um doing no 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 and it's only doing twitter it's not like we're tweeting a few things but the reason we started doing this whole twitter thing and the reason we got into it so much was because you got to talk to people from all over the world and you know you've got the transatlantic titans you've got the german titans the uh, italian titans the french titans then all the guys all the people from nashville all the people from tennessee all the people from all over um the united states um, it's fantastic but recently Titans Twitter has turned into Titans Facebook and that's just Mariola throws an interception and literally on Facebook or comes up a post where someone's like Mariola threw an interception he should retire he's gone he's done and that's came, that, that has come into Twitter there's been people interacting with us on Twitter recently and stuff I've never seen these people before they don't follow us they're just constantly attacking and it's just bullshit learn about sport me and Sean watch sport religiously, and I'm talking religiously. Anything, anything. We watch everything. We discuss it on a daily basis. It's as far it's our lives. We watch every single sport, and I mean that. And, and I that's what I come- name a sport, and we watched it. Exactly, and this yes, is the big pra- done. Exactly, exactly. I watched fishing. it. Yeah. Fishing done, of course. I watch it done. <laughs> I watch it all, and this is what I want people to realize: is that. When it comes to talking about quarterbacks, when it comes to talking about, th- you have to think of sport. You don't think just of the person. See, you don't just think of the organization. Bubble, there's a bubble that exists in the NFL as well. You know, people don't compare to other sports. But if you compare, like we 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 follow the Irish soccer league, we follow the English Premier League, we follow rugby. You rugby's massive in Europe. We follow cricket. We follow the Irish sports. We follow. We watch Aussie rules. We watch hockey. Like. The way some of the NFL works is just like it's like a comedy show compared to other, other sports. Like it's it ridiculous. We've touched, we've touched on the officiating the drama before like, and the officiate and the drama. Like if you, if Antonio Brown did that in any other sport, like he's gone. Like you, he would you wouldn't see him in the morning. He'd be out the gap. Nobody would yeah. like. Yeah. And like the officiating and all that, it's just I don't know it. I don't want to bring into this all like, you know, oh, NFL is the worst, NFL fans are the worst, blah, blah, blah. It's not true. But like, people need to start realizing and looking outside the box that the NFL is not just a singular, um, it's just not just a singular world. You have to compare to outside worlds. I mean, the treatment of players in the NFL is disgusting. Honestly, it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, if Mariota was benched in let's say rugby like the bet or let's say if the, the scrum half in rugby was benched you know i don't know they'd be questioning why they'd be questioning the coaching staff they'd be questioning this they wouldn't be saying like let's say for the irish rugby team johnny sexton's probably our best player if johnny no. sexton was benched they wouldn't be saying deserved he's shit no 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 you support your player of course nobody would say that no one, one. No one, and I think it's it's very not like in terms of the officiating too. You know, I see things like, and I've been watching NFL quite a long time now, and I, this isn't anything new. But you know, for instance, the placing of the ball today was the World Cup final in rugby, yeah, and um, 
you know, certain things like the placement of the ball and certain tackles and everything. It's studied upon, you know, and studied for 10 minutes. They look at the the, the VAR, you know, um, the, the video assistant referee. They, they, they study it. Um, and in, Amer- in in football, sometimes it's just like the ball is placed wherever they feel like it's placed. And sometimes that's a yard. <laughs> a yard literally is given to the other team. And that's something I've never understood. I've never understood it. Why it's so lackadaisical. Why why the why the sport is I mean I I don't I don't think the sport doesn't even matter. That's what it is. But I think it doesn't like I mean again again our our American followers can let us know. Um I as far as I'm aware, baseball and basketball is way far ahead of the NFL in America, as far as I'm aware. As in like in terms of followed. I know that baseball is number one and there's no question about it. Um and I think the basketball is as well, because I know a lot of p- people watch uh, college football and a lot of people say college football is much better than the NFL. It is. Um, I actually enjoy yeah. watching college football more than yeah. the NFL. Yeah. And as I've discussed myself on the first time I came back on the podcast, I discussed the drama queens of it. You know, we can, you know, we can look at people like Baker Mayfield, who's turning into an absolute asshat. Um, you know, all these all these big mouthed players who are. You know, they're like Antonio Brown and everything. It's 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 kind of like the WWE of sport at the moment, and I think the fans are kind of showing the same way. And that's why, I mean, look, we're going on a rant and a rant and a rant, but that's why we're pissed off, and that's why we may come across like we're toxic on Twitter at the moment. But when you follow so many sports and you you try your best to kind of integrate into fan bases and stuff, it's just absolutely toxic at the moment. And I don't know, you know, I, I it's kind it's kind of weird. It's just a really really strange thing. Um, let's just discuss quickly. Um, we obviously got a win against the Chargers with Tannehill, um, with his first start, um, throwing two touchdowns and one interception. I think the, the, the main thing to say there is we were given a win by the Chargers. Yeah, of course. That last minute standoff, um, was ridiculous. Um, and I think, I think definitely the charge, it was rather that the Chargers threw it away that rather than we won. Again, unfortunate thing about that was that Tannehill was painted as a golden boy the, the second at the, um, and I don't mean that in an unfortunate way. I I think Tannehill, look, a win is a win. At the end of the day, we got the, we got the points and I'm happy about that, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, he, I don't know, it's. It's a hard one. It's a hard one to come in. We we, we did some mad things on that, like that uh, that fake uh, fake punt was kind of cool. It was really nice to see. Um, Brett Kern throwing a fake punt for like eleven. No, I I go game. I'd like to see a game fully with fake things all over. I love like that's why I love people like Andy Reid and stuff. You know, I like seeing things like that integrated into the game. And I think Vrabel is kind of cool at that sometimes. He does show that, obviously, Vrabel makes some terrible mistakes too. Um, and I don't think he is fit to be a head coach. I don't think Arthur Smith is fit to be an offensive coordinator at the moment. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's just it's kind of crazy. I think we should touch on this as well. Actually, I posted up this Terry Rabisky joke and... The Transatlantic Titans touched on it the other night on their podcast. They were just laughing at it because I had posted it up saying that he was um, the new head coach of the Titans. Um, it was just that when all that news was breaking um, that Mariota might be injured or whatever. And this this guy just started abusing me. Like literally like three or four tweets just like, you're an idiot or anything. I'm going to say this in person, guys. I'm going to say this straight up. 
Me and Sean are not massive Terry Robisky fans. The idea is that Terry Robisky was so bad and so funny, he's a character, is because we think it's hilarious and, and we meme him. He's hilarious. He's a funny guy. He's he a made funny some good looking guy. He's a funny looking guy, and that's what makes him so hilarious. He did some stupid things for the Titans. He shouldn't have been, you know, I would have liked to have seen Malarkey continue on as a Titans head coach without Rabisky, but let's just get this fucking clear, like, honestly, so that we can just kind of, like, kill the elephant in the room, so to speak. We're not massive Terry Rabisky fans, and if you if you don't get that, then you're tick, and I'm sorry, and if you're going to abuse me for saying that I like Terry Rabisky, you're tick. It's just a funny thing. It's it's a bit of a laugh. Anyone who takes this whole Twitter, internet, anyone who takes the internet seriously is a dope. Like, seriously, it's the internet. Anyone can hide behind the screen. And let's just clear that up. Titans-Buccaneers, another win. What was that game like for you, Sean? Tre- Tannehill, 21 completions out of 33 attempts for 193 yards and three touchdowns, which was quite an impressive turnaround for him, I felt. I think he played well enough. Um, obviously, the blow-up of Jameis and Winston. Um, Jameis was also yeah, not, you know, um, he kind of blew up, but it, was, it wasn't the worst game in the world was, for us. It wasn't the worst, but I actually think that the defence let themselves down in this game. Um, another bubble that sort of exists at the moment is that defence is the greatest thing in the history of the world. The moon landings didn't even matter because we have a superior defence, apparently. Yeah. Um, but, like, our, I've been speaking about this for ages and people just keep constantly disagreeing, but the Buccaneers game showed this. The defense is inconsistent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Specifically in the last couple of weeks, at yeah. least, the last two Our or three weeks. Secondary, like, Logan Ryan, I have to say, I can't say a bad word about him. Never forget, pretend I'm not talking about Logan Ryan. Yeah, Logan Ryan like, gives, his, gives his all to every game, in all fairness. Like, and Kevin Bayard, too, oh, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. Him too. Yeah, and Vaccaro probably as well. We can probably count Vaccaro on that. Yeah. But like, I don't. We couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. Um, Jeffrey Simmons tried, but Casey was lackluster. Um, and we're missing Casey tomorrow. Yeah, we're missing with, Casey. So which Isaiah means that Simmons is going to be and Simmons is going to get yeah. every snap under the you know every snap tomorrow night more than likely. Yeah. Um. We let up. We we get like it's 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 nearly boring at this stage. There's always a long quarter run for the other team. Um, probably not necessarily the defense's fault. They're just tired, realistically. But yeah, um, I th- I think that's what I wanted to say that they are they are quite tired. But I we do give like up to a see, lot like... of big plays. We give up a lot of big plays, a lot of big plays, and that's uh, t- we're we're supposed to be a top ten defense, but like. We can't give up any more big plays. This no. got, tw- I think it was twenty-three points on us. Yeah, was yeah, they did. Yeah, twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's a lot of points. Like, um, we we need to try stay under the twenty mark, maybe under like, the fifteen like, mark. It's kind of interesting because I think what what happens as well is you push, you put a real okay. We shut down the Browns in the first, not shut down, but we we destroyed the Browns in the first game, and 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 we we did very well against them, and and, and I think. You know that put a put a big start on our season, and they have people like Odell Beckham and stuff like that. But you put someone elite on front of this Titans defense, and they do tend to 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 panic. Mike Evans, I guess, is the you know Mike Evans was absolutely outstanding the other night. He caught for he received for like nearly two hundred yards, and he has two touch he had two touchdowns. 
I mean, that's insane. He was really good. And to do that against our defence is very difficult. Um, I'd like to see people like Harold Landry like um a pair more often. I'd like to, I know you're a fan of LaShawn Sims. I am too, but he was a shock. He had a shocker. Oh, he was the terrible other night. the other night. You yeah, know? He, was he had a shocker and and, and I, I and okay the other night like but I he, feel like... he was put on Mike Evans. Yeah. I don't like, think he's the right man for it either. That's ridiculous I, like yeah, that's... yeah yeah yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't say much wrong things about Dean Pease. I think he's got this defence very well done. And look, as we've said, there is Rashan Evans, Logan Ryan, J.M. Brown, Bayard, Vaccaro, Casey, Landry, Sims, Butler, you know, all it's top become, elite. No. It's becoming too often that the wrong players are on the wrong, are on the wrong players. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We yeah. saw a game there, like, I don't know what game it was a couple of weeks ago where Wesley Woodyard was in coverage. Did you remember that uh, game? Yeah, I like. Uh, I think it it is, was... it's difficult because I think it is down to the coach. This brings it all back to the coaching staff at the moment. You know who who has their head screwed on? Genuinely, I'm sure Dean Pease does have his head screwed on. But as you said, they're tired. They, there's only so much they can do. And when they're trying to come up with play after play after play, because the 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 offense are just not. The offense are just not performing. Yeah, I'm very sorry. To, I'm going to get crucified for this. I'm going to get crucified for this genuinely, but I just want to put this on record. I think he's a fantastic player. I think when he's on form, he is unbelievable, but I feel like Derek Henry is also extremely inconsistent. I feel like he does not hold on to that ball well enough. His his um, protection of the ball is one of the worst I've seen um, in NFL. He loses that ball a lot of the times he gets hit. I feel like he's not. I feel like he's an overrated player, and I feel like our 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 offense in a, in general at the moment is just. I mean, thank God we've Janu Smith is all I'll say because Janu Smith and Forkser, these two guys, these two guys, these like, two guys we don't even are Delaney Walker anymore. No, we don't. Janu is perfectly fine, and Delaney is something also that I wanted to discuss in a minute. But we can come on to that. What did you want to say? Yeah, uh, Forkser and and um, Walker like. Oh no, Fuxer and Smith. Out of, yeah. Apologies. Um, yeah, yeah. They, like the two of them combined, are literally just like Delaney Walker two point Yeah, that's fine. They they absolutely and and I I would like Walker has given his everything, and I like Walker. I have to say, I have to put this on record as well. Anthony Fuxer is my favorite Titans player at the moment. Of course my he is. He's from, he went to Harvard, and he's like. Name one time where Anthony Ferkser has let us down when he's been given an opportunity. Yeah, he's a young guy. He's only twenty four or something like that, and he's from Harvard. and And he's just he's an intelligent player. He really is an intelligent he player. Is, he's smart. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, smart. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. And and look, the whole thing I wanted to discuss about Delaney Walker again. Something else I got butchered about. I got I I made a tweet. I think I got like nearly a hundred retweets or something. And I think this is also a problem at the moment. Is it's not a problem. I think it's cool. But a lot of our tweets are getting a lot more recognition um, because we're making, I don't know, hot takes, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I made out, I, I sent out a tweet recently and I said, I don't care what anybody says. I can tell from the interviews with Delaney Walker that he has absolutely no interest in playing under Mike Vrabel at the moment. And it is a fact. Again, it comes back to this whole idea that I do like to study people and I do I see it straight through. I can look through into his eyes and I can see he goes, ask the coach, ask the coach, ask the coach. He doesn't have any interest being there anymore. I feel like he feels let down. Um how how Mariota has been treated because I know a lot of the old school players they 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 like They've always liked Mariota, um, and um, 
I'm sure they see a lot more than what we're seeing. And something's up with Delaney Walker too. He is not happy on that team. I know he was injured. He had an ankle injury, but he's not happy. He is really not happy. He probably knows his time is coming to an end. You know, John who is coming up and playing well. Um, I think the hardest thing about all of this is you read our players on offense and we've got some quite decent players. Um, but Arthur Smith is holding them all back. You look at, I think I I truly believe Tajay Sharp can be a world class player if if he was given the right you know the right routes and the right targets. I think he makes some clutch performance like clutch catches when he needs to be. Sharp is always around. AJ Brown needs to be utilized more. Davis we're seeing a bit more of. Dion Lewis needs to go. Michael Pruitt or however needs to go. Um, Humphreys we've seen a lot more of, but we've got a we've got a really good offense on paper, but. We need a new offensive coordinator or a new head coach or things aren't going to go right because um, I'm really not happy this the situation at the moment, you know, just not. Um, I wouldn't complain about a new coaching staff next year. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Yeah, like... I mean, you see you see LaFleur. We all blamed LaFleur last year and, I mean, he's doing really, really well with the Green Bay Packers at the moment and he's calling his own plays as far as... Um, and he's doing very, very well for them. And I truly do believe that Mike Vrabel is this massive problem. I don't like, I've, I've said this on record and this is not something, you know, I, I, I know we're being extremely negative and we love you all guys. And this is, this is just real talk though. This is not bullshit hiding behind Twitter handles or whatever. This is real talk. And I, I do believe that Mike Vrabel is, um, uh, kind of he's self-centered and he he focuses a lot more on kind of his patriots background and you know that kind of tough man small syndrome mentality and and i think it's holding the titans back to some some degree yeah see people people don't realize you know that i don't think many people have came out of the patriots as good head coaches mm. you look at the miami dolphins mm-hmm um, Flores is their head coach. He's from the Patriots too. He just literally joined from the Patriots. A dumpster fire. That's yeah. I don't even. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Both the Dolphins. What are they? Zero and what? Or is it? Uh, eight, yeah. Nine eight. I think. Okay. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. We have to count ourselves lucky. We are really not in the worst position. What I'm pissed off about is that I, I, everyone knows I live in Germany and they have they posted up today on the NFL uh, Germany page that they've shot they've luckily because we get a free game on television every week and they posted up that we'd like to you know we like we're very proud of ourselves we've shown thirty out of the thirty two teams is thirty two teams yeah I think so. Yeah. 30 of the 32 teams um, on TV this year and of course one of the two teams was the Titans and I think the other one was the Dolphins um, that hasn't been shown on free TV yet but we do but have to count we, we always say that we deserve recognition but no we don't deserve recognition at the moment we deserve fuck all recognition uh, uh, I don't think we do reserve, uh, I don't think we do deserve anything at the moment we just need to get this team back what are we 4 and 4 um, yeah. going in against the oh, Panthers so we're going in a, like look at the end of the day what we need to know is turn the page here it is I'm I've just got the holy water out I've slapped it off my we're head blessing ourselves we're we're blessing ourselves and let's just move on very quickly to the fact is right we're 4 and 4 we're far from um 
the worst at the moment. Like far from it. We're we're in terrible. We're doing we're not doing well, but we're far from the worst in the worst position in this whole um organization at the moment, as in this whole uh, league. Um we're four and four. We're going in against the Carolina Panthers tomorrow night. Now the Carolina Panthers obviously have that monster, what's his name again? Christian uh, Caffrey. Yeah, Caffrey. We've discussed him before. They're four and three at the moment. Um that means they've had a bye week, I presume, is it? Yeah. I guess they yeah, yeah. So they're four and three at the moment. They're not doing too fantastic. They're they're playing well. They're not doing uh, you know, I don't know who's beat them. I can't tell they're, you they're, that right now. They're playing with a backup quarterback, like and they're doing really well. Is what's what's um what's the story with Cam Newton? Um he's gone for I read yesterday, he's gone to Wisconsin for foot treatment, I think. And it's some Guy Rivera or something in is for in for them or something is it? He's their he's their head coach. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Kyle Allen who is, is their quarterback. Oh, Allen, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I think he's. I'm not. I think he's second year. Wait, yeah, okay. And now I'm just gonna Google it as I'm here. Um. Yeah. Why isn't it telling me? Uh. It is a second year. Yes, he. Was, okay. Uh, he's an undrafted free agent. In, right. Okay. 2018 and his current thing is he is 119 out of 190 hitting 63 percent of passage pass, passes and nine touchdowns three interceptions and over nearly 1500 yards he's not doing too bad so for sure yeah and um, um his, his passer rating is nearly 100 it's at 95 at the moment see what's very interesting this year is we've we're up against a team tomorrow night that has actually been beaten by the two last teams that we've beaten. Um, they've been beaten by the Buccaneers. No, sorry. No, let me get this right. Yeah, they've been beaten by the Buccaneers and they've been beaten by the Chargers. They have also been beaten by... Ooh, where is it? San Francisco. They got destroyed by San Francisco. Um. I think it's very possible. What I wanted to get at is we're four and four, and we leave this game tomorrow night. We put on a good performance, and we've a we've a winning record again. We're back to five and four. So the Chiefs next week, so we have to be a bit careful. Is Mahomes and we don't know if Mahomes Mahomes is back or not. Mahomes will be back next week. Oh, he is back. back Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, look, we do have to be careful, but there is positivity in all this negativity, and there is, you know, there is the there is the chance. Only go up from here. Exactly. So a winning record coming out of that game tomorrow night. Put on a performance. Get the get the fan base back on its on its feet. Let's be happy. We get a win against the Panthers tomorrow night, and we're we're good. We're we're we've a winning record. Um, I'm not afraid to say it, and I'll say it again and again and again and again. I'm finding it difficult to be a Tannehill fan at the moment. I'm a, I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, and I will fight for them, and I will shout for them, and I hope Tannehill does well. But this whole Mariota thing is killing me, man. I, I, I know I'm I'm a broken record, but it's 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 the idea of the sporting sporting fairness or however you say it. You know, it, it's killing me. And it really is killing me. Yeah, um the whole situation is disgusting. We have to put it that way. Um there's not really other any other way about it. Uh yeah. and people can say, Oh blah blah blah, you're only fanboys whatever but like you have to look at the bigger picture here 
People are saying people were shouting for Brady to come to us next year. That's a I mean, possibility. We're not. It really a lot of people. Yeah. a lot of people are saying it. But Schefter like, said that he wants to leave next year. Remember, but like yeah, like I, I can see Brady finishing his career with a smaller team for sure. Patriots and he does like the, he does like yeah he and he does like Tennessee. He said it in many of his. I mean, we were training with them there, and you know, in preseason or whatever. And he did say it. He said he loves coming to Tennessee. He likes playing with the team. He thinks they're a great team. I, I used to be, I've changed, I don't know, as me getting older or whatever. And I, I again, this was another tweet I put up. I put up a tweet about laughing that, you know, Brady could be with us next year. And a lot of people were saying I'd rather die or whatever. I've changed my tune the older I've gotten. I used to hate Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But to be honest with you, as, as I've seen how they are as an organization, do you understand? As in how they are as and how they, they treat their players and how they treat their team. I, I respect them a lot more. I really do. You can't say that the, the Patriots are. It's hard to say. How do, how do I say this? It's hard to say they're wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to say that the, what the Patriots are doing is a disgrace. It's, it's ruining yeah. the game. But, like, they're just really good at what they do. Yeah, like, and I know they've cheated or they've tried. I don't really. I don't never yeah, really read about gate. it too much. The deflate gate. I don't really know much about it because I kind of avoid things like that when it comes to sport, to be honest with you. Um, but I respect the two guys, and I used I used it, but I, I don't know. I just I just like to see I just like to see um, uh, our team kind of uh, our team kind of and our fan base is kind of toxic at the moment, and I don't like it. I just don't like it, and I hope things get better. Um, but just because we're losing doesn't mean that the fans should turn against the team, and doesn't mean that the fans should turn against Tannehill or Mariota. I think everyone has to stick together no matter what. Um, because that's how supporting a team works. Whether you you know where you know there's always you have always the chance to go and support another team. You know you can feel free. You know feel free to go and support another team. You know a lot of people came from the Oilers. Go support the Texans if you have a problem. But you need to you need to uh, realize that people are going to have comments. People are going to make their own the, the opinions, and we will voice our opinion, and we'll continue to voice our opinion. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to follow us. And I blocked a lot of people for the name calling and stuff. And then people were saying, oh, you're blocking people and all this stuff. Of course I'm blocking people. I don't do Twitter for a job. I don't do Twitter for, what do the young kids call it these days, clout. I don't care. We've only 2K followers, not even, you know. We're not doing this for, we don't, you know, we've no sponsors on our podcast. We've we no, make zero money from this podcast. We, we've no, yeah, we've nothing. We we've nothing. You know, we're just doing it because we like supporting the team. And if you're going to give out shit that we block you or we've blocked someone because we don't like your, I'm not blocking you. I'm not blocking you because I don't like your opinion. I'll always fight back with people, uh, not fight, but I'll always discuss things with people. But if you're just going to open your sentence with you're an idiot or something, then I'm just going to block you because there's plenty of other people to talk to. People don't realize that Irish people, um, like we take respect very seriously here in Ireland. Absolutely. If you talk to someone like that in Ireland, you you like you you won't be able you won't last five minutes here. If you exactly. like people, yeah. If once you hop off the plane, if you talk like that here, you you're you're gonna be you're in for a bad time. And for sure. we kind of we kind of translate that to Twitter. We we're all about respect. If you chat shit to us, we are going to chat shit back to you. Of course. Like, and most of the time when we're calling people, you know, we've seen Mike Vrabel is an effing effing that and. 
it's all tongue in cheek. I mean, I mean, I never actually, I don't think any of these people are actual idiots. I think they're all very successful, good people, but it's the name calling a bonks fans is just disgraceful. And it is only Twitter and it is just a stupid social media website where people can talk to each other, but just show a bit of respect amongst each other. You know, we lost the great Matt Neely, as we discussed, you know, we lost, um, we lost a great a Titans fan, and uh, and and it's just it just show a bit of respect. That's all. That's all it takes. You know, people should be nicer to each other. I think. Yeah. Um. Tough times at the moment, I suppose. So anyway. Yeah. It. So look, I think that's all we have to say, really, Sean, on the situation. We've the Panthers tomorrow night. What's your prediction for the game, realistically? Um. I suppose I find it hard to make a prediction at the moment. Um, based on our, uh, we're missing Casey, we're missing Walker, we're missing Ben Jones. Based on the fact that Jamil Douglas is playing as center, that could be a big problem. That's a, I think that's a big problem for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. Um, I don't think our defense is going to be able to handle McCaffrey at all. I don't think we have a hope of handling McCaffrey. No. Just because our run defense is is really really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, if if AJ Brown gets targeted, if Corey Davis gets targeted, if Tannehill, if the offensive line don't let him get sacked, yeah, I think we we have a chance to win by one score, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we. I I can see us winning by a field goal because, in all fairness, Cody isn't doing too bad at the and, moment. And. and Suck up as a game time decision tomorrow. Yeah, which is also very interesting. I wanted to say that if he's not a hundred percent, I'm happy to leave him at home, though. To be honest, because, uh, and I, I just mean this because I don't. Cody Parkey hasn't put much wrong at the moment, and he hasn't. And 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 until he does put something wrong, leave suck up out. You know, um, we shouldn't be coming down to uh, having to rely on a field goal to win anyway. You know, I really don't think we should have to come down to that. But it would be interesting to see if suck up is back tomorrow. Um, the question is. Do we see Mariota tomorrow night? <laughs> no, we don't. There's no hope. He's no, <laughs> on the sideline with his head between his yeah, legs. It's probably all that's going to happen tomorrow. Um, yeah, as 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 it's been said on the Titans website, I was reading it, is that uh, Ben Jones being out and uh, Jameel Douglas, that is something containing McCaffrey is going to be a big problem. Um, and he has a serious amount of statistics um this year he's yeah, eight um, touchdowns and uh, ridiculous amount of catches 735 yards and eight touchdowns on the ground with 39 catches and 343 yards with two scores in the air from the air um that's kind of sick to be honest he's an yeah. amazing he's an amazing is i'm just reading who else is in trouble like there's a lot of injuries like i know there's confirmed people out but linebacker harold landry is a shoulder problem jam brown is a groin problem malcolm butler is a pulled hamstring corny adory jackson has a foot problem roger saffold has a concussion cameron rake was missing from practice because of a non-injury related issue sherry finch has a shoulder issue they were all on the injury report um, but but they were but they're they're seemingly all good to go now, which is most good news. But anyway, yeah. yeah, most of them. Which yeah, but still, it's kind of concerning when you've got that many people at the injury report. I mean, I think this is funny too. What people don't realize is that like, just because you come off the injury report doesn't mean you're not injured anymore. Do you know? Just and it doesn't. Capable. 
capable of playing in some sense. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't mean that you're a hundred percent though. And I think anyone that's are... questionable up until tomorrow is is still injured. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't exactly. just like wake up. You, you don't just be injured yesterday and wake up this morning going, "Oh yeah, I'm not injured." Exactly. So then we've the Panthers tomorrow. Then we've the Chiefs, and then we've a bye week, and then we've the Jags. So yeah, the the end yeah. of the season's gonna be tough. Texans twice. Yeah, that's going to yeah, be really tough. We've got a lot of around. good teams come up. The Saints are doing really well at the moment. Yeah. Oh, we played the Browns. No, we don't play the Browns again. Why the hell we did have, that say um, that? What do we have? We have... With the Chiefs, the, the Jags, the Colts, the Raiders, the Texans, the Saints, and the Texans, and that's it. Won't be all... I don't think we're playoff bound at the moment anyway. No, I imagine yeah. we made the playoffs, though. Then I'll, yeah. then I'll buy a Tannehill jersey. Yeah, but, I, but we're mediocre. We're, we're, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs based on so far. No, but I wouldn't say no to it. And then well, if we lose, no, our, obviously we support we, them if they And then if we lose, and then if we lose uh, the first game with Tannehill in charge, I'm going to burn his jersey just we're like everyone did. But, just like everyone did with Mariota. Get rid of him. Yeah. So that's it. That's it from the Irish Titans podcast this week, guys. It's a bit of a downer episode, but we just wanted to make sure that everybody knew what. Uh, what level we're on and let's get all get on the same level again let's go and beat the panthers tomorrow night regardless of how pessimistic we are um and not too optimistic about the game we gotta go in we gotta win it we gotta get a winning record and we gotta get the show back on the road rabiski for life that is all from the the irish titans podcast this week i'll see you later sean all right good luck all right cheers cheers